want to talk to you today about strengthening yourself in the Lord. And in this season, uh, it is something that we need to do, or I'm hoping that you're learning to do that better. Uh, Areas where we looked at before, like attending church and attending youth programs and attending, you know, children's programs and all the functions uh, that we have in our churches uh, with not much actually happening in our churches right now. It's a little bit different. And so we're not strengthening ourselves the same way that we used to. And so I just want to refer to this passage of Scripture, 1 Samuel 30, 1 to 6, talking about uh, David before he became king and how he strengthened himself in the Lord. And I pray that that would just help you and remind you that we all have a job to do as individuals, uh, that we have a job to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We don't always have to, you know, wait for the church to do it or wait for the pastor to do it. Uh, we need to learn how to do that for ourselves. And I, I pray that that is happening during this COVID uh, season, that people are learning uh, how to strengthen themselves in the Lord. So First Samuel 30, just the first six verses. It says, Three days later, when David and his men arrived home at their town to, of Ziglag, they found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Najeev and Ziglag. They had crushed Ziglag and burned it to the ground. They carried off the women and children and everyone else, but without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families, they wept until they could weep no more. David's two wives, Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel, were among those captured. David was now in great danger because all of his men were very bitter about losing their sons and daughters. And they began to talk of stoning him. But David found strength in the Lord his God. The New King James Bible says David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And may the Lord add his blessing to his word here this morning. Well, this morning I want to share with you about strengthening yourself in the Lord. And certainly this story of David and how he strengthened himself in a very terrible time, a tragic time, uh, certainly can teach us that we too can also strengthen ourselves in the Lord. I, I know that church has been different and, you know, as we have these temporary restrictions, and I think we need to remind ourselves of that, that these are only temporary. You will return back to normal lifestyle, normal living. It will come and, you know, keep that focus. But even so, as we've been going through this time of restriction, it's been really forcing us to look at ourselves and find ways to strengthen ourselves in the Lord because a lot of normal things that we did have aren't really available right now. And so we've been looking at different ways that we should be strengthening ourselves in the Lord. And it's very important that we do so. You know, as a pastor, as I'm looking out there and, you know, and seeing some people mostly through social media and not in person. Uh, but you listen to sometimes their stories that they're saying or what they're proclaiming. And, you know, some are very discouraged and very down. And some of them, you know, they're, they're not looking to God at all. They're not doing anything about their relationship with God. It's just kind of gone neutral. And then you look at other people that are doing all kinds of things. And, uh, you know, I talk to some people watching online and say, well, actually, you're the third service I watch on a Sunday. Well, I watch one at 8 o'clock, and then I watch another one at 9 o'clock, and then we catch yours at 10.30. And so some people are like, they're really getting into this and really making sure 
They're taking advantage of what's out there to strengthen themselves in the Lord. Well, as we look at this story in the Bible, we see that David strengthened himself in the Lord. He wasn't getting it from his man. He wasn't getting it from anywhere else. And so it was just he and God that was kind of standing there before all these angry individuals that were wanting to kill him, wanting to stone him. And the Bible says in that moment, David strengthened himself and the Lord. Now, as you look at this story, David had uh, fled from King Saul. King Saul had been chasing David and trying to kill him. And uh, so certainly for David, his routines were definitely not the same anymore. Uh, he wasn't able to go to the temple anymore. He wasn't able to worship like he normally did uh, there in the city. But finally, after years of running from King Saul, he found refuge among Israel's enemies, a very unusual place amongst the Philistines. And over time, the Philistines decided to attack Israel. And since David was now living with the Philistines under King Achish, they were called on with his men to gather to come and fight against Israel. So this was a very awkward situation, and David does go with them. However, the Philistines were not as trusting as what King Achish was of David. And so the rest of the Philistines, they kind of talked to King Achish and said, like, you can't have David come, come with us. Uh, do you not remember that David killed his thousands and uh, Saul only killed hundreds? Well, uh, that's who this David is. It's the same David. He might go to the other side in the heat of the battle and begin to fight against us. And so they're very leery of this. And so finally, they convinced King Achish to send David and his men back to where they had found refuge in the city of Siglag. And so returning after many days of being away, they were surprised to find that their town had been attacked by a group of Amalekite raiders. And the town was burnt to the ground, but unusually, all the women and children were taken alive. No one was killed. Usually when raiders came in, they, they just pillaged the place, killed everybody, burnt the town and left. But in this case, they didn't kill anybody. So very unusual. And so when David and his men realized that their town had been uh, captured, the town had been burnt, they don't see their families, they don't know if they're dead or alive, they really don't know what's going on. And it tells us that they were shocked, they were heartbroken, they began to weep over their families. But soon that weeping turned to bitterness. And they began to look to David, and they began to blame David for this problem. Now, David was a leader of the group, and these men with him uh, were all people that came to him. They were looking for refuge as well, and, and they came to David, but here they are betraying him, turning against him, and sometimes that happens when you know, bad things take place or when there's stress on people's lives. Sometimes they, they go after the head. You see that even in hockey. Uh, a team can be doing really bad, and instead of going after the players, sometimes they go after the coach and knock the coach out. Well, the Bible says that David was in great danger. His men were at the place of rioting. His men were at the place of picking up stones and stoning him and killing him because they thought that their families were lost and they'd never see their families again. And so David was going to be the recipient of their anger and grief. A very dangerous situation for David. And David himself, remember, he lost his family. He lost his wives. And so he would be there grieving. But in that moment, he had to look beyond himself. 
He had to look beyond the danger that was all around him and these men. And the Bible says he strengthened himself in the Lord. And in those terrible times where sometimes you stand all by yourself, there's no one there to help you, you need to realize you can still strengthen yourself in the Lord. And that's something that we need to do as well. This COVID season has certainly shown us that we have that responsibility and we have that need that we need to make attempts to strengthen ourselves in the Lord because, you know, church isn't as usual anymore. Um, We don't have our youth programs going, our children's programs. We don't have all those things that we normally have in our churches that kind of help us and strengthen us and encourage us. They're not always there anymore. And thankfully, it's temporary. And so we will come through this. We will get through this. But it's showing us that we each have a need to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We have a choice to make. You can, you know, just kind of complain and argue and whine and all those kinds of things. Or you can make attempts to say, I'm going to strengthen myself in the Lord. Even though I can't be with all these other individuals and people, I'm going to make some changes and I'm going to make, take charge of my spirituality and my faith. And so I want to ask you this morning, how are you doing and strengthening yourself in the Lord? What are you doing to strengthen yourselves? Now, I realize some of us that are online, uh, as you've already told me, that uh, you know we're kind of one of three services that people watch. A lot of people do that. I know we have people uh, all across Canada that actually are, are watching our service. I know my, my mom, uh, she's been faithfully watching, and my sister, they've been faithfully watching, and uh, they, you know they have church uh, they're three and a half uh, hour, or three hours earlier than us, and uh, so makes it kind of good. They come back from church, they get to watch another service. But people are making attempts to strengthen themselves in the Lord. And of course, there's many other ways of which we'll be talking about in a few moments that we can strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And as you look at the life of David, there are many things that he did that helped him to strengthen himself in God. And that's what I want to look at this morning to help you or to remind you of ways that you can strengthen yourself in the Lord. Now, the first thing we can strengthen ourselves in the Lord should be an obvious one, and that is that we can strengthen ourselves in the Lord through our times of prayer. Prayer is a powerful tool to find strength. You know, looking to God in prayer is crucial in, you know, and living that Christian life. If you're not spending a daily time with God in prayer, you're not going to have much strength. That's Basically what it is. I can guarantee you if you look at your spiritual condition and you're looking at yourself and you're saying, I don't know if I have much strength and, and you know, you're all down, you're all discouraged, I can pretty much guarantee you that there's not a lot of prayer happening. Uh, there's an old saying, one week without prayer makes one week, W-E-A-K. And that's very true. And if you've been a Christian for years and years and years and, and you're still not past that, you know, a five-minute devotional, you're probably in trouble. You're probably having problems of having strength. Prayerlessness is a huge factor when it comes to lack of strength. I've been reading in my devotional time in the Gospels. I'm into the book of Mark right now. But as I read through the Gospels, there's many times where Jesus talks about people's faith. And he talks about the aspect of prayer. And he talks about the aspect of prayerlessness. And that how prayerlessness is often the reason that we're not experiencing the power that we so much desire and that we so much want to see happening. 
Now, looking at the life of David, you will see that he was a man of prayer. Before making any major decision, David went to the Lord in prayer. He sought the Lord, and he wanted to hear what God had to say. And I'm encouraged that I'm hearing that more and more from other Christians, that they're really seeking God right now, and they're asking the Lord, God, what do you have to say? And, and you know, when you hear what God has to say, it really helps you through a lot of the difficulties and problems and even what's going on in our world right now when we're listening to what God has to say. If you would read the story of 1 Samuel 21, or 23, sorry, it's the story of David and his men saving the city of Keilah. And before he went to uh, rescue these individuals, they were under attack. He prayed and he asked God, God, should I go and rescue this city? And Lord, if I would go, would I be successful? That's kind of an important thing to ask. Are, are you going to be successful? Are you going to put your neck you know, on the line and go out there to save this city? Are you going to be successful? What we see when he went back to uh, his soldiers and his men, and he told them, I really feel that God wants us to do this. Well, immediately they weren't so convinced. And so they, they tell David, well, we're not too sure about this. And so David goes back to the Lord again, and he prays and asks the Lord, Lord, will we be successful? And the answer was, yes, you will be successful and go. And so they did. They were successful. They uh, delivered this city. They saved all these individuals. And after all that took place, King Saul who should have been the person, he was the king, he should have had his men gathered to go save this city, but instead he was too busy looking for David and not doing his job as a king. And so Saul hears that David rescued the city. And so he, he then gathers his men and say, we're going to go against Keilah, to, uh, against this city, and we're going to get David. And so again, David prays and he says, God would this city protect us? Would this city uh, come to our defense or would they hand us over to King Saul? And as he prayed again, he sought the Lord and the Lord told him, yes, these people will deliver you over to Saul. Kind of a terrible thing. You just rescue a city, but when it comes to people's lives, sometimes it is, you know what? We're going to save our own skin and they throw you to the dogs. And that's what they were uh, that city was going to do to David and his men. And so they leave. But it was only because David had prayed. That was his practice. And it's also David's encouragement to others that we might all seek the Lord. Psalm 32, 6-7 says, Therefore let all the godly pray to you while there's still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. So David was talking about that when you go through times where things are not looking good, there is a place you can go and find refuge. There's a place you can go and find strength. There's a place that you can go and surround yourself with songs of victory instead of songs of defeat. So his strength obviously came from the Lord and seeking the Lord in prayer. And we see that throughout the Bible. Many men and women of God that you read about in the Bible were great people of prayer. They prayed. They sought the Lord. And most of those, as you read about them, it wasn't just a you know, once-a-day thing. It was multiple times a day that they would pray. And the old prayer, you can think of the prophet Daniel and remember how they, uh, his enemies said, how will we uh, find something wrong with David? 
uh, with, da- with Daniel. And they realized that the only way they're going to find something wrong was in his practices. And so they attacked the area of prayer, that David would pray every day, three times a day. And so that's how they got him. And uh, something that's very important for us to pray, Job, he would go every morning, pray to God, pray over his family, just in case he said, maybe they might have sinned, my kids might have sinned, so he would pray for them. Jesus himself, who would often go to a solitary place to pray and to strengthen himself. So prayer is a regular practice that we all need. It's a, it's a practice that we see exemplified throughout the Bible. And for David himself, uh, very active in prayer. Psalm 55, 16 to 17 says, But I will call on God, and the Lord will rescue me. Morning, noon, and night I cry out of my distress, and the Lord hears my voice. That's one of the Psalms of David that he wrote himself. Morning, noon, and night he prayed. He strengthened himself through prayer. And prayer is something that does bring us strength. We all need to do it. Pastors need to do it. Bible college students need to do it. Just because, you know, you're, you're doing ministry or you're training for ministry doesn't exempt you from something where you really get your strength from. It's from prayer. And every Christian, every person in the body of Christ, church doesn't replace a prayer life. We all need to pray. You cannot live the Christian life and have strength without prayer. And that's a simple basic of Christianity. If you're in need of strength, then pray. Begin to call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. The secret to strength is prayer. Now, while I was doing my own devotions this week, I, and I was working on my sermon, and I was thinking about that as I was having my devotions, and I just began to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that, you know, as I have this time with you, that this is more important than sometimes than what we think it is. And Lord, I thank you that you hear me. I thank you that I can talk with you. I thank you that you talk to me. I thank you that you speak things uh, into my life. I thank you that you're a God who hears, who answers, who speaks, who comforts, who guides me, who strengthens me. Thank you, Lord, for this time of prayer. And I just kind of had that moment in my own prayer time of just thanking God because as I thought about this, yes, prayer strengthens us. It's important as we rise in the mornings or whenever you do your devotional time that we pray and seek his face. It's a huge way where we can strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And so during this time and in this season of uncertainties and this season of restrictions and, you know, just as you get kind of work things out and plan things, all of a sudden a new restriction comes in and throws that one all out the door. Well, one of the things that we need to keep doing is keep praying. Keep seeking the Lord, and it's going to help you to rise above all the circumstances, all the situations, and you're going to find a peace and a strength in the inner man that's going to help you through this time. Pray. So very, very important. And then a second key to strengthening ourselves in the Lord is reading and studying God's Word. Again, there's so much strength we can receive from God's Word. I love God's Word. I love reading God's Word. Uh, It's a beautiful thing. What a a beautiful privilege that we have that we can read the Word of God. And with today's technology, you know, you just pick up your phone and you can read like a hundred different types of translations of the Scriptures. Uh, There's no shortage uh, of of opportunities to read from the Word of God. 
And again, there's strength in the word. And for David, again, the word of God was very important to him. Psalm 47 to 8 says, Then I said, another Psalm of David, he says, Look, I have come, as they're written about me in the scriptures, I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. You know, and that's where the word of God needs to be. It, it, we need to have so much of that word of God inside of us that is really written on our hearts. And when we face temptations and trials and struggles, his word is what keeps us. His word keeps us from falling because his word is in our hearts. You know, it's, it's interesting that uh, the word of God was so important to David and David himself actually wrote some of the Psalms and in the Bible. So not only was he a person that loved the scriptures, he ended up being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write some of the scriptures that we read as we see that in the book of Psalms. And it needs to be a daily practice again. We need to read it, study it. Uh, you know, uh, a verse a day isn't going to cut it. I'm sorry, it just doesn't cut it. You really need to get the Bible. Read the Bible. Just don't read a little verse here, or a little verse there. Read the whole book. You need to know the whole book, not just a portion of the book. The Apostle Paul, writing to a young man, Timothy, spoke a lot in First and Second Timothy, two great books, uh, again, talking about the importance of the Word of God and finding strength in God. And this is what the Apostle Paul says to young Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 15, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. 2 Timothy 3, 16, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Friend, there's just so much guidance, direction, encouragement, and strength that comes to us when we take time to read the Word of God. Friend, don't throw the Bible aside. Most of us in our society here in Canada have multiple Bibles. I know if you went in my office, you'd probably, I don't know, probably 14, 15 Bibles, probably at least in there. But a lot of us in our homes, we have Bibles, you know, on this shelf, a oh, little spot over here, or whatever, or certainly on our electronics today, we have our iPads or your phones or whatever that you have. We also have the Bible on there. We need to read it. There's so much guidance, so much direction, so much encouragement, so much strength from the Word of God. And again, it's one of the top things, one of the basics of Christianity that we need to read the Word of God. And sadly today, even statistics are telling us that less and less people are doing that. Less and less people are taking the time to read the Word of God. That used to be a standard actually right across our nation and the nation of Canada that the majority of people used to read the Word of God. Now you don't even have the majority of Christians reading the Word of God. And then we wonder, why is there no strength? You need the Word of God. I love reading the Word of God, and I, I like using different versions or translations. Uh, I kind of enjoy that, uh, just getting a little bit different perspective of how I read, or some books are easier to read than other ones are. And uh, Be careful, don't get caught up in those North American uh, you know, things where they're saying, this version is more holy than that version. Well, if that was the case, then there'd be nobody that is French to be saved. There'd be nobody, you know, from Russia that'd be saved or Taiwan or China. 
if they all read the English translations. And so uh, don't get caught up in that. Read a translation that works for you. The whole purpose of people writing different versions of the Bible or different translations of the Bible is to get people to read it. That's what we're supposed to do. And so I want to encourage you, read it. Just read the book. I don't care what version you use, just read it. It's going to help you. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to empower you. We have all these crazy things that go on that keep people from actually reading. They were, people gave their lives for you to have the Word of God. So read it. Read it. It's the most amazing book that you'll ever read. I just find it so amazing how probably read it now hundreds of times. And that every time I pick it up, I find there's something that just seems to jump out of the pages and speaks to me. I just find that amazing. How can that happen? I've read this hundreds of times. How come I didn't see that verse? Or why didn't that verse speak to me like it did the other hundred times I read it? That's the way the Word of God works. It's powerful. It speaks to us. It's encouraging us. It strengthens us. We need it. It certainly helped David and that love for the Word. Uh, you know, again, it grew to that place where God actually used David to write part of our scriptures that we have in the book of Psalms. And so that's, that's pretty cool. But the Bible is written for our encouragement. It's written that it might strengthen us. And we strengthen ourselves in the Lord by reading his book. Basic Christianity. And then a third area that will help us to strengthen ourselves in the Lord is worship. And there's no question that David was a worshiper. Probably the most worshiper out of all the kings of Israel. Actually, even as you read the Old Testament, he would probably stand out as the top individual of being a worshiper. He was an accomplished musician, often writing songs. Some of those songs, again, are found in the book of Psalms uh, that you read in your scriptures. Uh, he played the harp so well that it led him to be a minstrel for King Saul. So in other words, looking over all of Israel, he was looking for a musician that could you know, bring comfort and strength to the king. David was that individual. That's how accomplished he was. And the Bible says he was so accomplished and there was so much anointing on his playing that even evil spirits would leave the room. The tormentor that was tormenting uh, King Saul would leave the room when David would play the harp. He was a worshiper. David loved to worship. He loved to sing songs. The Bible talks about him dancing before the Lord with all of his might. He loved to be in church in the temple. He loved to worship the Lord with other people. Brought major changes to the temple worship and elevated praise and worship in the temple. Psalm 65 verse 4 talks about that. What joy for those you choose to bring near, those who live in your holy courts. What festivities await us inside your holy temple. He had a great joy for being in the temple of God and worshiping God with people. He just loved it. He loved to go to the temple and worship. And you know, a, a good portion of scripture that uh, would speak of that desire would be found in Psalm 84.10. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I'd rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live in the good life in the homes of the wicked. There's a lot of people today that don't want church. The majority of Canadians do not want church. It's not a priority to them. A lot of Christians are getting to that place too. I don't want church. They don't realize that it's a place of encouragement. It's a place to be strengthened. And, and we need it. 
as we come to our places of worship, it's beautiful. It's important. You know, uh, during this time, I'm thankful that we have online ministry and that we can watch services online. And for many years, a lot of people that uh, work away from home now can be a beautiful thing that they can now join with their families through the internet and actually watch the same service that maybe their families are watching or being a part of at home. But I want to tell you something. There's nothing like being here. Nothing like being here. And I long for the day that when we can have everybody back into our church. Our church is pretty empty because of all these restrictions. But I look forward to the day when everybody's back and this place is full and we're all worshiping the Lord together because, you know what, that sticks in my memory. It's a huge encouragement when you come in and you got everybody singing, everybody worshiping the Lord. It's a beautiful feeling. It strengthens you. Man, I look forward to that. I look forward when everybody can come back and together, just as David says, man, when you have that procession again of people just worshiping the Lord again. Man, I love that. I really do. I enjoy coming together with people and worshiping the Lord. And, you know, I enjoy that, you know, we're now reaching out uh, online and that gives us another way that we can do church. But friends, we all got to take steps to strengthen ourselves in our worship. Sometimes church isn't there. How do you go on without church? You can still worship. You can still sing. Maybe you're not a musician. Well, if you're not a musician, you know, uh, go on your phone there or whatever and uh, start listening to some music. Music that's uplifting to you. Music that actually, you know, is worship music. It's amazing how that can encourage you. I love doing that sometimes when I'm on the road and driving. I'm not doing that much driving uh, since we had COVID, but usually I do. I Usually I do a lot of driving and, and going to different functions and stuff like that. And a lot of times I like playing, you know, worship music. And I like playing it nice and loud, especially if I'm by myself. It doesn't work so well if I have other people in the vehicle. They keep turning it down. But when you're by yourself, you just crank that and you just get lost and you can just have these most beautiful worship times with God. It strengthens you. It encourages you. It lifts you up. Even in your home, you know, create an atmosphere. Do you realize in every mall that you go to, there's music? Every store you go to, there's music? Why do they put it there? It creates an atmosphere. Well, let's do that as Christians. Make sure we have the atmosphere that encourages us and strengthens us and play some of those songs that uplift the Lord. I might mention to you as well, if you're a musician, I want to encourage you during this time that maybe, you know, you're not playing in church right now or you're not doing your normal things that you normally do as a musician. I want to encourage you, play. Sing unto the Lord, even in your home. I often find that a lot of musicians, they have a hard time worshiping the Lord without their instrument. And sometimes that's your gift, and you need to recognize that. And if that's your gift, keep doing it. Keep doing it. If you, if you can't be in a church and you can't be worshiping the Lord in that, then do it at home and start playing your instrument again and start singing songs in the Lord. You'll be amazed at just how encouraging and strengthening that can be. So worship, another important way we can strengthen ourselves. Fourth way that David strengthened himself in the Lord was hanging around good spiritual leaders and friends. Leaders and friends that can speak into his life and that can encourage him. And that's something we really do need today. And we need to surround ourselves 
with godly people. Sometimes the problems that we're facing in our lives is because we're hanging around the wrong people. And, you know, bad company corrupts good character. The Bible tells us that. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, we're not strong in the Lord because for a very simple reason, we're hanging around the wrong people. And it drains our strength. For David, there's a number of people that were really influential in his life. We think of the prophet Samuel, the very first prophet, prophet that came to him and anointed him. Uh, there was a relationship that was there. The prophet Gad, the prophet Nathan uh, that spoke into David's life. Sometimes they encouraged him and sometimes they rebuked him. But either way, it made David a stronger and a better man. He was also close to the priests, uh, visiting them in the temple and even having them come with him on his journey. Abathar was the first person that David looked to after stating that he strengthened himself in the Lord. And as soon as he did that, he then went to the priest and talked with the priest. First Samuel 30, 7 to 8 says, Then he said to Abathar the priest, Bring me the epaw. So Abathar brought it, and then David asked the Lord, Should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, Yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. So there's a relationship that he had with the priests. There's also his friend Jonathan. A lot of talks about his friend with Jonathan. Very unusual relationship. The son of King Saul, uh, who was trying to kill David, was David's best friend. So it made it a very interesting situation there. But he was a friend like no other. They were like brothers. And we all need people around us who will be encouragers to us that will strengthen us in our faith. And as I thought about that, you know, to me, I was thinking, man, I, I'm just so glad that I had uh, the opportunity to have so many spiritual leaders and people in my life. I could go back as a young person at some of the pastors I had, some of the uh, uh, teachers and people that looked after our youth group, some of the relationships that I had uh, back in those church days uh, growing up that have been a blessing to me, the, the people that I have in my life today that are spiritual leaders uh, in my life, I, people that can speak to me, that can hold me accountable and you know, tell me things I want to hear, but also tell me things I don't want to hear to make me a better person and a better man. So if you want to strengthen yourself in the Lord, surround yourself with good spiritual leaders, spiritual fathers, spiritual friends. We need that in our lives. Sometimes that's why we're not strong, because we're not around anybody that is also strong. Again, if you want to look to First and Second Timothy, just two short books, very great books in the Bible that really encourage us how to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And for Timothy, he had a relationship with the Apostle Paul that was very, very good. The Apostle Paul had a relationship with many other people, but with Timothy, it was a very special relationship. First Timothy 1, 2, it says, I'm writing to Timothy, my true son and the faith. That's where we get that spiritual father uh, things uh, when we talk about spiritual fathers. Timothy was a spiritual son to the Apostle Paul. And we need it. We need fathers in our lives. We really do. We need fathers in our life. We, we need that guidance, that direction uh, from people who are older than us and that are fathers in the faith to us and that will help us, that will encourage us and help us to be accountable. It might be a good question to ask yourself, do you have a spiritual father? 
in your life? Is there someone that you look to in your life that you respect and look up to that is there that you can talk to that will help you? Is there a person in your life that, is, that you hold yourself accountable to? You know, sometimes our problem is we're only accountable to ourselves, or we're only accountable to our friends that are, have the same view as ourselves. We need to be looking to people who are spiritually above us and look to them that they might guide us and lead us because they can help us in strengthening ourselves in the Lord. And then lastly, in strengthening ourselves in the Lord, we need to remember the good things God has done. Remember the good things. You know, with this COVID, some, you know, some people are just all about COVID. That's all that they see. They don't see anything else. You need to remember the good things. You need to remember all the good years that you've had. Uh, you know, we have been blessed. We still are blessed. If you were of a much older generation and went to the world wars, went to the Spanish flu and all these other things that have happened in our world, uh, imagine if you were a Jew and you went through the Holocaust. You think COVID's tough? And it's nothing compared to those things. Remember. Remember. Remember the goodness of God. Remember that, you know what? It's going to happen again. You know what? As you look back in history, people came through those times. They weren't comfortable times. A lot of lives were lost in those times. But you know what? They came through. You will come through. So remembering is a great thing. But also to remember not just your past breakthroughs. Remember the goodness of God. Remember the scriptures and words that God dropped in your heart. Remember the dreams that God has given you. And you might be saying, well, I'm not seeing my dream right yet. It'll come. It will come. Don't give up on your dreams. They will come. They will come. Remember the prophetic words that were spoken over you. Memory can be a great encourager. David also, he wrote about this. Psalm 103, 2, he said, Let all that I am praise the Lord or bless the Lord, all my soul. May I never forget the good things he does for me. May I never forget God's benefits. There's many benefits that God has for us. Don't forget them. Don't forget those things that God does for you. How God has brought you through. How God has spoken into your life when you went through other difficult times. How God has brought you through different situations in your life. To remember uh, words that God spoke to you in your heart from reading the scriptures or praying or some person maybe came to you and spoke a prophetic word over you and encouraged you. All those can be very helpful and strengthening. Apostle Paul, he actually reminded Timothy uh, about that part of prophecy. 1 Timothy 1.18. Timothy, my son, here are my instructions for you based on the prophetic words spoken about you earlier. May they help you fight well in the Lord's battle. Memory can be a powerful tool to strengthen you and to help you to fight well the battles and life that you face. It's interesting if you've ever listened to Bill Johnson from Redding, California, or even uh, Chris, uh, his associate there, they both often talk about Bill's uh, ways of strengthening himself in the Lord. And Bill will often tell you about the importance of prayer. He'll tell you about the importance of the Word of God, but he'll also tell you the importance of prophetic words. And he keeps them all written down, and sometimes he just goes back and he just starts reading them. He's discouraged, and he sees that things aren't working out like he thought they would, so he starts reading them again, reading them again, and allowing faith to arise in his life. And I've been trying to do that, not as much as what Bill would do, but I, I have them all written down. And you might remember that time that we wrote 
Uh, what do we feel God is saying to our church? Or what do we feel that God wants to do through this church? And remember, we wrote on our walls. Uh, they're all painted now, and the, all those words that we posted there are all gone. I still have all those words. I keep them in my office. And sometimes I'll pick up that stash, and I just start going through reading them again, saying like, like hey, look at this person at our church. This is what they said. This is what this person said. Pretty cool. It strengthens ourselves in the Lord. So don't forget what God has done. Now, I'm sure we could probably mention a few more ways that I didn't mention that we could all strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And, you know, watching churches online. Man, what a cool thing that is today that we can do that. We can watch the so-called best churches in the whole world, the best preachers in the world. Man, we can just turn the dial and watch them. That's awesome. Or you can listen to a podcast of all these great preachers and wonderful people speaking, or attending a Bible study, attending a home group. Maybe there's some people that you would like to be interested in a home group, and I know right now we're not supposed to even be meeting together, so that doesn't quite work. There's prayer nights that we have, church involvement, giving, conferences, retreats, and books, and worship music, all kinds of different ways. I love conferences. I love going to conferences. And uh, over this past year, it's been like... No, no conferences, not being able to go. I was registered to a few and, uh, you know, got our money back anyway, but they were all canceled. But there's many ways we can strengthen ourselves in the Lord. And that's something that's needed today. This COVID season, I think it's really showing us where we are spiritually as Christians. What's important to us? And, you know, for some of us, it's finding that, you know what, we're pressing in. We're, we're seeking more of God and getting more of God. For others, they're just kind of going in a neutral state, not doing anything. Well, we all need to strengthen ourselves. We need to take responsibility for our own spiritual condition and work at our own spiritual condition. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Strengthen yourself. You can do it. You can do it. It's not the time to be slack in our Christian faith, but rather it's time to take necessary steps to strengthen yourself in the Lord. What if church was canceled for the rest of your life? What if the government got together and just said, you know what, we don't value churches, and so we're going to cancel all churches. There will be no churches allowed. Would you survive? We should be able to if we're strengthening ourselves and the Lord. David turned to the Lord and strengthened himself in the Lord. I encourage you to do the same. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. We don't have everything that we normally have. So take the time, personally involve yourself in ways that you can strengthen yourself in God. And we'll come through this season stronger, better, closer to God than ever before, and we'll come back together in church, and let me tell you, it'll be a roar as people come back and be once again being able to worship the Lord together. I tell you, it'll be a roar. I tell you, I look forward to that Sunday. I really do. When we all can be back together and we all can start worshiping, I think it'll be like a roar being released, and that's going to be heard around the world. And so uh, I look forward to that. But from time being, strengthen yourself in the Lord. You can do that. And these are just some of the ways that you can do it. I pray that you will do that. I pray you'll press in. God has good things. Good things are still in store. Great things are in store yet. 
Strengthen yourself in the Lord and be ready for what God is going to do. Father God, I, I thank you for your people this morning. I thank you for that opportunity, Lord, that we do have an opportunity of church. It may not be the way that we always like it or that we're used to, but Lord, I thank you that we are able to have church today here in person and online, and that, Lord, we're still able to worship the Lord. I pray that, God, that through this season, help us to get stronger, not weaker. Help us to press in. Help us to strengthen ourselves in the Lord and find out all that God has for us and that God has in store. I, I pray, Lord, encouragement over people that have been struggling in this area over these past months. That, Lord, they've been struggling in their prayer time. They've been struggling in their reading of the word. And, I, Father, I just pray that, Lord, as people are making those attempts, that, Lord, you will meet with them. And that, Lord, as they read that word, that, Lord, you would speak to them through your word. That as they take time to pray, that you would speak to them in their time of prayer. That you would lead them to a place that they for themselves can hear from God and know what God is saying and be able to, to react and, and, and to do those things that you're wanting us to do at this time. Lord, I, I thank you for each person that is here, each person that has joined us online today. I just pray a blessing over each person. I pray strength over each person. I pray health over each person, Lord. We pray for our hospitals, Lord, and our hospital workers and our doctors and our nurses and all the people that are working in our hospitals and people that are on the front lines right now that, Lord, are putting themselves uh, in, a, in that place where, Lord, uh, uh, it can be much more susceptible to COVID than others. I just pray, Lord, the protection of God, the peace of God, the health uh, Lord, to be over all of them in Jesus' name. So, Lord, bless your people today. We just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we've had to come together, whether online or whether in person, that we can worship the Lord together and find strength today in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, and may the Lord strengthen you today. Amen. Mm -hmm.